This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. I have a personal announcement, though. Uh, I'm placing a personal bounty on the head of Tim McCracken. He's the coach and chief punk on that Syracuse team. A, a bounty? Yeah. A hundred bucks of my own money for the first of my men that really nails that creep. Uh, that's eight o'clock at the War Memorial, the uh, Syracuse, and the all-new Charleston Chiefs. Thanks, Rich. Eh, not to worry, kid. Are you sick and tired of biased hockey talk? Then you have come to the right place. The Drop focuses on the St. Louis Blues, but we also delve into other news from around the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You were headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. It is great to have everyone back for another episode of The Drop Podcast. We all know the Blues have been having issues scoring They've been getting some very good goaltending from Bennington and Allen, which is very nice to see because, as I have said before, and Coach Craig Berube have said, we need both goaltenders playing well headed into the playoffs. The Blues come into this game, losers of their last three. They lost in overtime to the San Jose Sharks 3-2. Then they lost to the Coyotes 3-1. And then they were shut out by the Senators two to nothing Thursday night. Their defense and goaltending have been great. They've just not been able to put pucks in the net. They've been able to put pucks on the net, but you have to remember, just because you put a shot on goal doesn't mean you're necessarily getting great scoring opportunities. When it comes to Kemper on Tuesday night and Nelson Thursday night, the Blues did have some good scoring opportunities, and both goalies made some very good saves But a lot of those 70-plus shots were routine shots that goaltenders should make. And another issue, missing the net a lot. They missed the net a ton against Kemper and the Coyotes. They cut down on a little bit in the game against the Senators, but they still missed the net too much. Going into this game, the Penguins were 7-1-2, I believe, in their last 10, so they had been playing very well. But the Blues offense would really come alive in the first period. And due to some hard work from Oscar Sundquist, he would get the Blues on the scoreboard in the first period. And Sundquist gets it out. Here's Perinkle after it. Against Trotman. Now Schwartz with it. The late man, they score! Sundquist, the former Penguin, buries it. And the Blues take a 1-0 lead. Well, the Blues defensemen are very active in this hockey game, trying to get that next layer of offense for a team struggling to score goals. And sure enough, the guy we interviewed in the pregame show, Oscar Sundquist, wins the battle in his own zone, chips the puck past, and now the Blues are off and running. Pareko drops it back to Schwartz, and guess who comes up from behind? Oscar Sundquist, who did the dirty work in his own zone. He ends up getting all the way up and in a quiet area there. Schwartz at first when he pulled up, John, I'm thinking, drive to that net, go to the post like Craig Berube's been talking about. But Schwartz had another idea in mind. It is great to see Sundquist score for so many reasons. Number one, he was originally drafted by the Penguins, as we all know, in the third round. He was traded to the Blues in that Ryan Reeves deal. And he has improved so much this year. Number two, the guy works hard every game. He's the one that got the puck out of the defensive end on this play to be able to where Pareko had the puck, got it to Schwartz. Schwartz gives it back to Sunquist, 
who's coming up on the play hard from the center line, and he puts it past Matt Murray. Just a beautiful goal and great work by Sunquist. That goal by Sunquist is 13th of the year. Schwartz gets his 23rd assist with that great pass. Pareko also gets his 13th assist on the play. Four minutes, 56 seconds in, the Blues are up one to nothing. The Blues dominated the Penguins in this first period. If you were looking from the outside and didn't know either of these teams' records or how they had recently played, you would sit back and think, the Blues have got to be the hotter team out of the two, and they must have more points than the Penguins. But that wasn't true, of course, and the Blues continue to pour it on. The Blues, up until this point, had two defensemen with 10-plus goals. The guy chasing that, and he's been chasing it for a while, Vince Dunn, would finally get his 10th goal of the year to give the Blues three defensemen with 10-plus goals in a season for the first time in Blues history. Third overall pick by the Florida Panthers. Now the Blues go to the attack. O'Reilly for Dunn. Wide open chips. He scores! Vince Dunn is 10th, and the Blues take a 2-0 lead. Again, great play down low. Vince Dunn has had chance after chance after chance, stymied in the last game in Ottawa, but he's finally got it. Stick on the ice, waits for that pass, and cleanly beats the goaltender to the glove side. I think Matt Murray might have been screened by Good Branson, who came out trying to play goal, and in essence, screens the goalie. O'Reilly gets the puck in the corner. He sees Vince Dunn wide open, puts it right in the net, and the Blues are up two to nothing. I think Murray may have been screened a little bit. That goal by Dunn would be his 10th of the year, as I stated earlier. O'Reilly gets his 42nd assist. Perron gets his 19th assist. 13 minutes, 34 seconds into the first. The Blues are up 2 to nothing. Pittsburgh did outshoot the Blues 13-11 to in the first period, but that's very deceiving. I thought the Blues really carried the play in the first. The Blues would be called for two penalties, Perron for slashing and Bozak for interference, but the Penguins are unable to score on Bennington on either one of those power play opportunities. Going into the second period, the Blues added to their lead early and often, and it all started with this goal by Pat Maroon, just a minute and 31 seconds into the second period. Robert Thomas hops on the puck. And the rookie going wide on Dumoulin. Thomas in front. They score! Tipped in! I think by Maroon, and the Blues take a 3-0 lead. Robert Thomas beat Jared McCann to that puck off the faceoff. It looked like Crosby won the draw, but sharp edges there by Robert the Thomas, and he gets the puck and off and running. It looked like he was going to pull backwards, and he fooled the defenseman, but instead he kept going forward, and then he puts it to the front, and there is big... Pat Maroon, the big rig, parks himself in front of the net, gets stick position over top of Schultz, and clanks it home. Robert Thomas does a ton of hard work on this. The Penguins win the faceoff, but Thomas ends up with the puck, skates it into the offensive zone, continues to skate around the boards, comes around the side of the net, puts a shot in front of the net, Maroon's right there, and puts it past Murray. The Blues are up with a commanding 3 to nothing lead. That goal by Maroon would be a sixth of the year. Thomas, with all that hard work, gets his 19th assist, and Bozak also adds his 19th assist. A minute, 31 seconds, and a guy who's been playing very well since he finally healed up from his hip injury, Jay Bomeister makes it a 4 to nothing game early in the second. Long stretch pass. Here's Maroon again, through his legs. And the big rig in front. They score! Jay Bomeister! Set up by Maroon, and it's 4 nothing. Holy jump in the old 
back side of your blade reverse toe drag move. That is something else. The Blues make a great play from their own zone. Pat Maroon came through the neutral zone and he called for it. After a bad change by the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Blues take advantage. Jay Bollmeister, another defenseman scoring for the St. Louis Blues. But what a play by Pat Maroon. Maroon does a little dipsy doodle between his legs with the puck. Goes behind the net. Gets about, I'd say, three to four feet past it. Sees Jay Bollmeister right there wide open. Puts it on Jay's stick. And Jay puts it past Matt Murray for a huge four to nothing lead. That goal by Bollmeister to be his third of the year. Maroon gets his 15th assist, and Sanford gets his eighth assist. Two minutes, 41 seconds in. The Blues are up four to nothing and dominating. Pittsburgh would outshoot the Blues again 10 to nine, and they would finally be able to put one past Jordan Bennington when Dominique Simon would get his eighth goal of the year to make it a little more respectable at four to one. Eustad. Trying to find the puck in traffic. Simone to the net, he scores! And just like that, the Penguins beat Bennington and Dominic Simone. It's 4-1. Shoot the puck on the ice. We saw Kessel do it twice. Is that the book? I gotta think it is, because the Penguins turned the puck over here. It's sloppy play, but Hornquist, he's able to shove the man off the biscuit. And guess who's there? Dominic Simone in one motion, he rips it down on the ice before Bennington can get down there on the butterfly position. He doesn't get down there quick enough. A lot of traffic in front of Bennington, about, I would say, 12 to 16 feet out. It ends up on Simon's stick. Quick shot, low to the ice, beats Bennington, and we're at 4-1. to one. That goal by Simon would be his eighth of the year, 9 minutes, 53 seconds into the second period. Second period, each team would have a penalty. Vince Dunn gets a high-sticking penalty, and Dominic Simon would get a slashing penalty late in the period. Moving into the third period, this was Pittsburgh's best period. They really turned it on big time. Bennington had a few nice saves to make in the first two periods, but he really had to stay strong in this third. Pittsburgh outshot the Blues 18-6, and Bennington had to make saves just like this one to make sure Pittsburgh could not get back in this game. In a traffic jam in the near corner. Simone to the line. Knocked down in a drive by Trotman. Another shot. They bang away. Great save on the doorstep on Hornquist. What a save there. He looked like Gumby stretching back to his right. I love the Gumby reference. He did kind of look like Gumby because that was some serious stretching to his right to be able to make that save. Bennington continued to shut him down for the rest of the period. 13 minutes, 57 seconds in. Gets his second of the night and his 11th of the year. And one back by the Blues for Dunn. And now Pareko. Back to Dunn. He comes in, chips. He scores! Vince Dunn with a rocket into the top corner. Another power play goal, and it's 5-1. Colton Pareko has the puck in the middle of the ice, and it looks like he's going to fire it. And then he quickly darts it to the left, and a better shooting lane there for Vince Dunn, who has just had a myriad of scoring chances his last dozen games. And now it's, they're, they're going in now. A little bit of a screen again, and he just rifles this one right here. Over the glove with a little flick of the wrist. Dunn has worked really hard this year to get better defensively and offensively. That would be Dunn's 11th goal of the year. Pareko gets his 14th assist. Thomas gets his 20th assist. Power play goal, 5-1 to one Blues, and that's the way the game would end. Let's head to the stats of the game. Penguins outshot the Blues 41-26, to but it was really that third period where they really turned it on. Pittsburgh won the faceoff battle 54% to 46%. 
The Blues' penalty kill stood strong. The Penguins were 0 for 4 on the power play, and the Blues were 1 for 2. The Penguins outhit the Blues 33 to 27. The Blues outblocked the Penguins 16 to 7, and the Penguins turned the puck over 14 times, and the Blues turned it over nine times. Let's go ahead and head to the post-game interviews. We're going to hear from the former Penguin, Oscar Sundquist, who got a nice little present from his former teammate, Sidney Crosby, before the game. Crosby signed a stick for him. Then we'll hear from Dunn, we'll hear from Bennington, and then we'll hear from Coach Craig Berube to round out the interviews. The importance of getting that early goal? Uh, gives us confidence, obviously. Uh, it's always, always nice to get up one goal early and, and, uh, and kind of keep, keep rolling on it. Uh, and I think, we, I think we played a good game today. I, play, I think we played the way we, we want to play. So the importance of those two early penalty kills. You, the last time you played these guys, they had four power play goals. I know you wanted to stay out of the box today, but killing those penalties would be a big, a big plus there at the start. Yeah, even if I, I think we could have done a, a better job, uh, our PK, but uh, Beaner come up with some with some big saves and, and uh, kept it, uh, kept it. Uh, I think it was zero zero at the time. Yeah. Uh, so kept us in that in there, and uh, I mean it's and then, then we got that first goal. It was it's an important one. Well, I think like obviously you're not creating those by yourself. Um, the Fords did a great job, um, you know, pressuring them and uh, getting the puck back when we got it in. You know, they found us up high, so um, you know, Ford play, Fords played really well tonight, and um, you know, the D got their pucks through. Nice feeling for you to get to get the tenth goal to get to join the double digit. Uh, yeah, crew. it's pretty cool. Um, you know, we set a record for the franchise there, so that's a big accomplishment for our decor there. But um, other than that, I think it's just a, a big win for us to move forward on. And we were kind of struggling a couple of games before, so I think we've really found our identity tonight, and um, it's a big win for us. Yeah, what's the difference between this and the Ottawa game two days ago? Well, I think we just played with more emotion today. Um, everyone was connected. Um, you know, we used everyone in all three zones, and um, you know, goalies played great as always. So. Um, no, it's nothing really special to our game. We're we're pretty um, pretty pretty simple team most games, and I think when we do that, we're getting pucks in, um, we're finding scoring scoring chances, and getting the puck in the net. Um, you know, we were playing hard for each other. Started off with a couple of big penalty kills, and then uh, Sonny got a big goal for us. So um, that was a, a good start, and we just had a, a complete game and played pretty solid. Their power play obviously challenged you in more ways than one throughout the game. What was the key to your guys keeping them to the outside? And, and obviously, you still had to make some saves. Yeah, um, you know, Rhino had some good video for us before the game, and um, you know, they got some talented players on that team, so. Um, they kind of can make that extra play, so you got to be aware at all times. And um, you know, they, they got a couple couple shots, but the boys played pretty well. And you know, a couple big blocks by Bortuzzo, and um, you know, we just competed hard, and and that's 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 it. So uh, it was a couple big kills at the start of the game, and throughout the, the rest of the game, we played pretty tight, and um, you know, we were relentless. What's it like for you on the road? Is it just make you just feel more comfortable on the road? You know, just I think 10 or 13 games now with wins. You know, what's it like for you on the road? Yeah, I don't mind it. You know, uh, stay in some nice hotels and some decent meals. So uh, I don't mind it, and it's fun coming into another team's rink and kind of quiet in the crowd. And um, you know, it, it builds builds character in the group. And those are, this is a key win today. It's nice to be back in the win column. So uh, we're excited about this one, and uh, we're gonna hopefully have a big one tomorrow. How significant was it for everything that you guys have been through the past three or four games, or just to kind of get things rolling on the right track again? Yeah, obviously we had a couple injuries, a couple guys go, guys go down, and uh, you know, 
It's, it's not always going to be easy and sometimes you, you get tested and um, that's how you handle it as a group and uh, tonight was a big win for us and um, yeah, like I said, hopefully uh, keep it going tomorrow. All around, you have to be happy. Yeah, I thought that uh, we started the game off really well, <clears throat> which is a key here in this rink. This team starts fast, so I thought that we, you know, got the puck in deep, went to work, controlled the play in the offensive zone, and that was a big key, I think, for us tonight. You talked before the game, one of the things you had to do was stay out of the box, and then you have two early power plays for the Penguins, but killing those probably kept you on the right track. Mm -hmm. Crucial. Um, that's a big kill, both of them. Good saves by our goalie. And then you get the early lead, or the lead after that with Sunfist scoring. Um, that's also got to change just the feel of everything to, to take the lead there. Yeah, I think once we got a couple goals, we, uh, we felt good about ourselves again uh, from you know scoring department because mm -hmm. we've been having a tough time scoring, especially five on five. But you know <clears throat> we uh, we capitalized on some good chances, and uh, you know I thought it put us in a good spot. Getting Perron back, did that just kind of raise? The level all up and down the lineup. Well, I think so, and he's a he's a good player for us. Obviously, he had a, I thought he had a real good game. You know, he could have had a couple goals himself, but I thought that uh, he did a real good job of uh, hanging on to that puck in the offensive zone like he does, and uh, you know, kind of set the tone a little bit for us. He's really good at that, and um, we, we spent a lot of time yesterday talking about just uh, investing more in the offensive zone, uh, being better in shooting positions, getting to the net, little things like that. Putting him on that top line, putting him there with O'Reilly and Shen, what was the thinking there? Well, him and O'Reilly have had really good chemistry before when he got hurt. <clears throat> so I thought, uh, you know, Vladdy's not in the lineup right now and uh, needed a guy up there that uh, could work with those guys and hang on to the puck in the offensive zone. And uh, he's got great vision, and you know, that's, why, that's why. Coach, how good was your goaltender tonight? How good has he been the past two months? Yeah, he was really good tonight. Yeah been really good for the past two months. I mean, you know, there hasn't been too many games where I come in and go, well, he could have done this or that. He's been solid. So he moves the puck real well down there below the goal line, which is good for our defense, too. Coaches talk a lot about desperation this time of year, but did you sense that in a, in a good sense in your team? Yeah, right a out good of the, sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, I thought we were urgent right away. Uh, we need urgency. Uh, obviously, this team's been playing well, and they're, and they're good at home. So we were urgent right away and, and um, did a lot of good things in the first period that set the tone for us for the game. And two goals or three goals total by your defenseman with Dunn coming in twice. Uh, that's um, one yeah. more contribution there to the Yeah, well, we use our D a lot uh, from the offensive side of things, whether they're up in the play on the rush or in the offensive zone. So they're going to get a lot of looks all the time. We want them to shoot the puck from the back end there, and mm -hmm. we want them up in the rush on the play. So. You know, that's going to be part of our offense. What's the biggest difference between this game and the Ottawa game two nights ago? Uh, I think, well, first from, you know, we we had more desperation and urgency in this game for sure than the Ottawa game. And um, I thought that, you know, we just were in better spots to score goals tonight. We, we went to the net better tonight. We shot the puck from the middle of the ice more tonight. Little things like that. Yeah, Maroon's goal yeah. in front, things that I get, you know, screen on <clears> around the net more and dirty goals, a couple dirty goals like those ones around the net, the wraparounds and things like that. And our defense did a great job of uh, jumping into play and, and got a goal and shooting the puck from the back end and being accurate. I normally don't like to wrap things up by starting with the officials. Probably out of the four Blues penalties, 
two were terrible, especially the one Vince Dunn on Sidney Crosby when he was called, I believe, for high sticking. It's awfully funny how Crosby was the one that had the stick in Dunn's face, but then Dunn gets called for it. Just totally ridiculous. The NHL has to do something about the consistency of their officiating and their consistency about off-ice calls when it comes to calls from Toronto. There's no rhyme or reason really anymore for any of it. Shin gets high-sticked the other night, doesn't get called. Shin got high-sticked in this game, didn't get called. Just terrible officiating all around. Great points of this game, the Blues offense. Perron's back and playing very good, but we still miss Tarasenko. And it's so nice to see guys chip in, such as Maroon, who has not had his best year. Oscar Sundquist, a guy who's played well all year long and proved so much. If he doesn't get the most improved player on the Blues team this year at the end of the season, I don't know what's wrong with that locker room because he is definitely the most improved player. Vince Dunn continues to grow. Robert Thomas, it seems like every game he does something and you look at it and go, that doesn't look like a rookie. It looks like a guy that's been in the league a few years. He's special and he's only going to get better. Goaltending. Bennington had to make some good saves in the first and second period. Some very good saves. But I'm going to tell you something. That third period, he played great. Blues have another game coming up tomorrow in Buffalo. I'm sure Carter Hutton's going to start. It'll probably be Carter Hutton and Jake Allen. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of The Drop. Until next time, spend some quality time with your family and friends. You never know when they're going to be gone. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And of course, let's go Blues! Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email The Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.